You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. I have a three by five card on my desk over the past three Sundays, keeping track of uh, the attendance on Sunday morning, keeping track of how many people trusted in Jesus on Sundays, and then how many were baptized and how many joined. And I've been overwhelmed seeing what we have seen over the past three, over the past three weeks. May I remind you, it wasn't that long ago, um, the biggest day that we ever had at Heritage was Harvest Days, I think a little over a year ago, and we had, uh, I think, 315 on the property and 14 people who trusted in the Lord in, in one service. Church, the past two Sundays, we've seen over 270 people here, and I believe the first Sunday, 11 were saved. The second Sunday, Uh, 14 were saved, and then this last Sunday, 10 were saved. Church, what we're seeing is something awesome is a good word to use. We use that word, I think, too flippantly, but we could use that here. But what I want to do is I want to use the first parable that Jesus ever told to make sure that we have the right mindset and the right approach to this Sunday. I do not know what's going to happen this Sunday. I don't know if we'll have more people here than we've seen the past couple weeks. I don't know if that we'll have less. We don't have control over that. I don't know if we'll see many people saved. I don't know that we'll see no people saved at all. We have no control over that. I don't know what the spirit is going to be. I don't know what the weather is going to be. I really don't know exactly what to expect. But I do know some things. There are some things that are out of of our control and there are some things that are in our control. And we must not worry about what we cannot control. We pray about what we cannot control, but we must not worry about it. And we must not think that praying about what we cannot control gives us an excuse and a reason not to do what we can control. It's going to take the right balance and it's going to take the right mindset. And I just want to bring one simple truth to you, a Bible study, if you will, in Matthew chapter 13. We'll go to Mark chapter 4 as well, just to get a little bit of insight because it's a parallel passage to Matthew 13. But once you found it, let's go ahead and stand. We'll be reading a significant portion. So if you are not able to stand for long periods of time, you can remain seated. But if you are able to stand, please do so. Matthew 13, verse 1 says, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. 
And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. We're going to find the explanation of this parable in verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon, or immediately, with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. You don't need to turn there. I will go ahead and read it to you. Mark chapter 4, verse 14 simply says this. The sower soweth the word. It's just important for us to know as we look through Matthew chapter 13. The sower soweth the word. Father, please be with the preaching of your word. I, I truly need you to focus my mind and bring forward this, this truth. A truth that I feel is very important for us to grasp before this, before this weekend. Lord, we're looking for you to do something incredible. But I want to make sure that we are in the proper place. And we are doing everything that we need to do in order to give you an opportunity to work. Lord, you are not obligated to use us. And many times I feel sorry you have to use us. But if we have found grace in your sight, and if you can accept our feeble efforts, for Lord, there are no efforts of man that are not feeble, would you please bless this place and bless your people? Look upon the work that we try to do in your name and bless it in an incredible way. We're asking this, also promising you that we will give you the glory in everything that you do. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You know that this parable is not just a temporal story about seeds of grain and wheat and barley. Not a story just about some random field in the Middle East. But it's a story that goes on to be explained as a parable. Remember, we talked about a parable recently, and a parable is, if I want to explain something un hard to be understood, what if I could explain something that you do understand and say, well, if you can't understand this, then it will make it easier to understand that. So, when we talked about the parable a little while ago, uh, I think it was a week ago, Wednesday ago, when we were talking about how the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven. Right here is the first parable, and it describes, it illustrates how the gospel is spread throughout the world. So, not temporal seed in a temporal field, but eternal seed of the gospel in the eternal souls of man. And I just want to bring out one 
specific truth based off of one of the main characters in this, the sower himself. There are different responses that we can read about in this parable to the gospel as the gospel seed is sown. There's some people who do not respond at all. These are people by the wayside where the devil comes and pictured by the birds that come and snatch the seed off a of very hard ground. So there are some who do not respond to the gospel. There are some who respond, but respond in a very shallow manner. They do not last long. They seem joyful at first. They seem interested at first, but by and by, which is not very much time at all, when persecution arises, not if persecution arises, but when persecution arises, they're offended and they don't last. So some respond, but they respond very shallowly. There are others who respond in a divided way, where part of them wants to obey the Lord and the gospel, and part of them doesn't. But then there are others who respond in a good way, and they become fruitful. But my question is, what is this entire story dependent on? And you understand that everything is dependent upon God. And no amount of work and no amount of effort can come to anything unless God blesses it. We understand that. With that being understood, I also want to point out the fact that Jesus, at this part of his ministry is teaching a parable that is putting the onus on somebody else, putting the responsibility on somebody else. May I remind you, when he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, he didn't say, so let me go. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now it's your turn. You go. Go ye, therefore. So what is this story dependent on? And your answer, there's a lot of correct answers. I think your answer could be, well, it's dependent on the Lord and if he blesses the efforts. And I, I believe you're right. But before the Lord can bless efforts, don't there need to be efforts? So then maybe you say, well, it's dependent on the condition of the heart. We read about four different heart conditions. Hearts that are hard, trodden down by sin, like the soil on the wayside. If you can imagine being up in a drone or a helicopter looking down at a, a plot of land, you would have maybe a rich person or a company who owned a plot of land, and he would lease out different squares of that big plot of land. And let's say that you were just a, a poor business owner, and you bought a plot of land that was in the middle of that big plot of land. And around you were other people who were of similar economic status to you. So maybe they could only get a 10 by 10 meter little piece of land. But then there's other, other people who are much richer and maybe they have a 30 by 30, some 50 by 50. It, do, it doesn't matter. What, what I'm trying to show you is if your plot of land is in the middle of that big square and you needed to get to that plot of land, do you just trudge through everybody else's plot of land in order to get to yours? You're not gonna walk through their crop. You're not gonna walk through their land. That's not the way it works. There was an agreement made, if you are going to purchase a plot of land in this, you are going to walk on the side of everybody's given plot. Now, if you can imagine, as people are walking more and more on the outsides of these little pieces of land that are owned, what is gonna happen to that dirt as it is trodden on more and more and more and more and more? It's gonna get hard, 
And therefore, when seed falls onto it, it's easy pickings for the birds. So I understand that people might say, well, it's dependent on the heart condition. And, and you are going to have some people who are so hard that they do not respond to the gospel. Or you are going to have some people who do respond to the gospel, but there's things hidden underneath in their heart, things that you and I can't see, but that God can see that is going to impede the growth of that plant. And there's going to be some where along with the good seed also is going to grow bad seed and thorns that choke it out and stop it from being fruitful. But there's also some that are going to grow and, be, and multiply 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. It's dependent on the condition of the heart. I, I would say yes, yes. I, I would agree with that. But before we can know the heart's condition, we have to sow seed. My answer, what is this entire story dependent on? Beyond the heart's condition, behind the fact that God needs to bless, behind the fact that you need to have good seed. Good seed means nothing without what? A sower. Good seed means nothing without a sower. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a promise in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. But don't stop there. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they believe... On him in whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? I, I agree that the seed needs to be good. I agree that the heart needs to be in the right condition. I agree that the Lord needs to bless. But what I see, the main responsibility of this story, is at the very beginning. A sower went forth to sow. Now, church, here's what I want to bring out. I, I do not know... What's going to happen on Sunday? I wish I did. If I did, I'd buy a lottery ticket too. I can't see the future. I don't know what's going to happen. Just like there were some things that this sower didn't know, but he sowed anyway. Now there's some things that he did know, certainly, but he couldn't control it. For instance, this man knew that when seed fell on the wayside, the birds would gobble up. He, he knew that. But he still sowed. And he still sowed there. Now I can go on to say this man didn't know how different, how, how different grounds were going to respond. But he just sowed. Here's another thing that he knew. Maybe I should have started with this. He knew he had good seed, so he sowed. Why would you keep that in your bag? He knew he had good seed, so he sowed. He knew that birds patrolled certain ground, but he sowed there anyway. But there were some things that he didn't know. He didn't know that some of the ground that he was sowing on looked good on the outside, but had things hidden underneath that were going to stop that seed from getting down deep. He didn't, he didn't know when he sowed on that ground that it wasn't going to last. He just sowed, Brother Ben. He just sowed. He gave it a chance. He just sowed. He just did his job. He just sowed. There's another thing he didn't know. He didn't know that other portions of the ground were going to start growing and how encouraging would it be to see it grow 
But he didn't know that along with it was going to grow some thorns that was actually going to choke out that, ground, that, that, that plant and it wasn't going to be fruitful. He didn't know that. He just sowed. He just sowed the seed. Here's one thing he did know. He did, why, why, would he, why would he do that? Why would he, why would he sow? Because on top of the things that he didn't know, he did know one thing. If I sow, there will be portions of ground that are good. There will be portions of ground where there are no stones underneath and where there is no thorns that are going to grow up with it. There will be fruit. So he just sowed. Now, what does that mean for us? There are some things that we can control and there's some things that we can't control. And I will not be upset at the end of Sunday if we do not see fruit in areas that we can't control. I will be upset if we have to look back and say, maybe we didn't see the fruit because we didn't do what we could control. But church, if we just simply do what we're supposed to do, we're just going to sell. We're just going to sell. Then come what may, we can know the Lord did what he wanted to do. There are going to be, we know this, okay, we know this. First of all, we've got good seed. We know that. So how dare we keep that to ourselves? When you read about the, the lepers in the besiegement, and they go out and they found that all the Assyrian army is gone and they just start plundering everything. They said, today is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. We do not well. We have the greatest tidings in the world. Don't keep that seed in your bag and grab some seeds on the way out and sow and sow and sow and sow and sow. We do know, we do know this. We are going to come in contact with people, not just this week, but anytime. We are going to con come in contact with people that are very obviously hard to the gospel. Very obviously, they have the devil working in their life. Very obviously, they're patrolled by the birds of this world. So anyway. So anyway. Stop discriminating. It's not a waste of seed. So anyway, do you realize how many of you are here because somebody didn't discriminate against you? I don't know if you've, I don't know if you noticed, but two weeks ago, there was a man sitting over here on the front row who has tattoos head to toe. And that man, he wouldn't look at me when I preached. And you better believed as I was preaching, I was thinking he's nothing, nothing is happening. Hard as a rock. Until he walked the aisle and was saved and then came back last Sunday morning and got baptized and told Brother Mark who baptized him, I want to change. We have absolutely no right to withhold. Even though we know, we, we know the devil is going to be fighting on Sunday. Look, that's not our battle to fight. We just sow. 
Sometimes there's going to be people and they come and they seem so excited. And based on their words, they anon with joy receive it. They just, I love what's going on here. I love the preaching. I love the fellowship. I love this. I love that. I want to join. I want to serve. I want to, I mean, they're, they're, by all means, they, by all evidence, they're growing. And then two weeks later, they're gone. Church, we can't control that. And we don't know who's going to act that way and who's not going to act that way. We do not know who has little stones of sin hidden beneath the surface of their heart. And the Lord eventually is going to come up and say, look, you can either keep my gospel or you can keep your sin. What is it going to be? You can either grow and be fruitful. I'm not talking about losing your salvation. You can either grow and be fruitful or you can keep those things underneath and you will be revealed in times of trouble not to be very deep in this whole faith thing. Church, we don't know who that is. We don't. We don't. We're happy when they, anon with joy, receive it. We're heartbroken when they get offended and they leave. It doesn't change the fact we just sow. I don't know who's going to sit in the pews and never, never be fruitful. Never. Because they're half and half. They're half in and they're half out. That's a distracted person, a divided person. Somebody who has good seed growing and bad seed growing at the same time. And the thorns choke it out. Either the cares of this world or the deceitfulness of riches, the problems of the world or the prosperity of the world. It doesn't matter. The devil will use both in order to stop people from being fruitful. I do not know who that's going to be. We just sow. We just sow. I would argue we start getting into trouble. Well, if 75% of the seed statistically is not going to come to anything, why so? It's a poor attitude. Because what I read is some will get it. Some will get it. And the fruit that they bring, some will be 30, some will be 60, some will be 100. The fruit that they bring will undo all of the seed that came to nothing. And that's great, and there's so much preaching here. This is really difficult. But all it comes down to, all I'm trying to bring, in any of it, all the different variables, the variables of the soil, the variables of the weather, the, does the sower's job ever change? We just sow. We just sow. I don't know what's going to happen Sunday, but I know we're going to sow between now and then. I don't know who's, how the Lord is going to bless, if the Lord is going to bless. I don't know. And here's what I do know. I know we have good seed. And I know the Lord wants to bless more than we want him to bless. And even if he doesn't bless in the way that we are exactly hoping for or looking for, if we do our job to please him, come what may, all will be well. And I do know he blesses obedience. I do know that. I do know he blesses obedience. And there are prom there's promise after promise after promise after promise in God's word. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seeds shall doubtless doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him. So that means we're going to have over 400. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We might have 150. We might have 50. But if one of them gets saved, 
If one of them gets saved, we might have 50 and none of them get saved. But did we sow? Did we sow? I can't control the heart condition. I can pray that the Lord now starts to plow deep into their hearts so that they're ready when they get here. We can pray, Lord, those who are hiding things under their heart, get them, get them out. People are going to be here and they're going to come to a head-on collision with the Holy Spirit and they're going to be, they're going to be confronted. If pastor does his job, they're going to be confronted with a decision of whether to grow and be fruitful or to keep their sin. Lord, help them make the right decision. Lord, there are going to be people here who they're going to be distracted, they're going to be divided, and you're going to call to them on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday last week, the world's been calling to them too. And we remember when that's been a difficult decision for us too. And we can pray and we can say, Lord, work, and Lord, do this, and bind the devil, and we should, we should, we should, we should. But while we're asking him all those questions, and while we're asking him to work, I think he's looking back and saying, you realize all of this is dependent on if you're going to do your job or not. And child, if you do your job, church, if you do your job, I'll do mine. And we just need to trust that to him. But I want us to be focused these next few days just so, wherever you go, just so, just so, just pray yes, hope yes, expect yes, but so. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.